welcome to Style Zephyr, a life and style podcast brought to you by the Alec and Bradley Blind Faith Cigar. Same family, new amazing chapter. Live true at alecbradley.com. And now your host, Kevin Quinn. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this brand new episode at StyleZephyr.com, eventually over at StyleZephyr HD. It's been a little while, but there has been so much going on between work and just everyday life. Happy holidays to everyone all at the same time. It's coming up already at the end of 2019. Where did this year go? Honestly, you just go to work, you get up, you're doing your thing, and the next thing you know, you're thinking, what am I going to do for my 2019 And then all of a sudden, you're already looking at 2020. Absolutely ridiculous. Thank you anyway, though, for sticking along with me and for all of your patience. Uh, Give me a follow on Instagram if you'd be so kind. Uh, Just little knickknacks here and there as far as uh, little photos and little inspirations here and there that kind of catch my eye on a daily basis. And you can follow up with different folks we've interviewed. If you want to do a small recap for yourself also... A big uh, thank you and big shout out to folks even from our most recent interview, which was our first international guest from uh, Ciara over in uh, Melbourne, Australia. Beautiful ladies, incredible dancewear. The vast majority of their proceeds actually going to victims of domestic abuse and uh, a big message for women's empowerment and uh, getting ladies a really safe environment for them to be able to physically express themselves and physical and mental well-being as well as also being able to be a little bit sexy along the way too absolutely wonderful ladies extremely beautiful and uh, some amazing uh, clothing and especially if you again if you go to the gym or if you're tired of uh, the yoga pants or whatnot they have got some beautiful uh, options for you with international shipping also available a big thank you to uh, of course Alec Bradley uh, getting the chance to hang out with them this year from the uh, movie that I had published at uh, IPCPR and Alec and Bradley Rubin celebrating the release of The Gatekeeper. This phenomenal cigar, uh, I got to have a sample of it at the trade show and uh, just incredible smoke, great flavor, super smooth. Uh, go to alecbradley.com to find out more information and details on that guy. It's definitely been shipping, but sure enough, it's such an incredible cigar that they had actually sold out of the first uh, run of it. So great news for them. That was a collaboration, of course, between Alec and Bradley with uh, Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Uh, and just coming off his own, actually, uh, just as Alec Bradley has uh, the number one cigar of 2011, the uh, Churchill uh, Prensado. Uh, Ernesto, an an enormous legendary figure in the uh, cigar industry, just coming off of his own uh, number one cigar uh, from Cigar Aficionado. Great, great feedback. Find out from your local retailer if you want to give this guy a try if they happen to be carrying it. Otherwise, uh, alecbradley.com or finding them on social media and whereabouts you might be able to get your hands on one. Uh, to the other vendors and other folks uh, that have worked with me this year, I'm phenomenally grateful to you and your support. Uh, local business owners from uh, just tonight, I had uh, had a nice pint and some uh, pub grub. I'm eventually hoping to have uh, the famous Pleasant House Pub uh, from uh, inside of uh, Pilsen, the Pilsen neighborhood of Chicago. And, uh, uh, of course, uh, Affordable Antiques and more. 
uh, Mr. Gary Domzowski, uh, awesome, uh, incredibly passionate people with, uh, they are always co-signing. If you ever want to clean out the house or if you have some uh, incredible uh, antiques or other arts and crafts or little knickknacks that other folks might be able to use for their next uh, DIY or home improvement project, they have got some great options for you. So um, a few other folks in there, I just, I'm always worried about forgetting folks, so I don't want to forget anyone. But take a look at everyone else. It's uh, especially uh, also a DIY Vinci, uh, Jen Parr. She's awesome as far as for her creativity and doing all of her own work for uh, her arts and crafts projects. If you're a DIYer from home, uh, some inspiration for yourself. And she actually featured some really, really good Black Friday deals also. So take a look over at DIYVinci.com. Uh, get involved in her blogging if you want to or if you want to contribute any of your own kind of work. She's always trying to collaborate and network with other artists to see what is the next uh, you know, next big project for yourself also. For this episode of StylesEffort.com, I'm going to wind down the year. Um, finally, uh, kind of a conjunction of a few different projects. Uh, the, uh, the Road to Esteli, when I had featured uh, Bradley Rubin as well as uh, Mr. Jonathan Lipson from Alec Bradley, I have got the privilege of Mr. Alan, uh, Alan Rubin's other son, uh, Alec Rubin. Uh, Alec being the older brother, he's going to be talking to me about his uh, upbringing in the cigar industry, being just that close to one of the best companies in the industry, and uh, also growing into a career there, now being involved with a company for around four or five years now. A great young guy, uh, very wise. Uh, again, just hanging out with these guys in Vegas for the cigar trade show was such an incredible experience. So I'm going to be featuring Alec in a really nice uh, conversation. So we're going to jump on into this guy. It's been, uh, again, it's been a little while, and I apologize for the delay. So light up your cigar, pour yourself an espresso or a nice glass of scotch, maybe a Glenfiddich 12, who knows. Sit back and uh, enjoy. Remember to stay styled and stay true to you. And stay tuned right here on Styles of Awe. Admit it, you've fallen into the Pinterest wormhole so many times, it's not even funny. Okay, it's a little funny. Those fail photos couldn't have been further from the original. But your next project doesn't have to be a fail. At DIY Vinci, we curate kits for you with step-by-step instructions and video tutorials. Or, if you're just looking for art supplies or even home decor, we've got that too. Discover what you could DIY at www.diyvinci.com. Your masterpiece starts here. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this brand new episode of Style Zephyr HD and at stylezephyr.com. Um, if you remember a little while ago, we actually had a little bit of a uh, series going on called The Road to Esteli. Well, we're kind of picking up on that a little bit. Got to hang out with this uh, degenerate a little bit at uh, the IPCPR 2019 in Las Vegas. Welcome, finally, to the show, Alec Rubin of Alec Bradley Cigars. Alec Bradley Cigars. Alec, thank you again so much for your time. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Not Glad a to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my pleasure. Um, kind of. Um, like I said, super <laughs> awesome that we finally got to hang out in Vegas. It was awesome to meet you guys. Mm-hmm. It was awesome meeting Alan, all the reps and everything. So grateful that our we just had this awesome chemistry going on. Funny story, terrible story with how Alec and I kind of broke the ice a little bit. I got off the plane and wound up having a terrible sinus migraine. Like, of all places, you want to just get off the plane and have a migraine at McCarran Airport, you're getting into Vegas. So I get to the hotel, and I'm just like, I don't want to talk to anybody. Like, and I even told the concierge, really politely, dude, I don't want to talk, just where's the closest way to get to my room? 
and points out the elevator right behind me. So I felt stupid. So, but that's fine. So go to the hotel room. Everything is good. I, you know, kind of you know get some fluids in me. Wind up going to the press party, which um, as everybody has been talking about from uh, from Dojo to uh, Jr. Cigars, um, you guys, uh, you and Bradley and Alan just had the interview the other day. So it was really thorough. You guys did a great job. Thank you from my end as well once again for the press party. I, no I I get approached, you know, to meet Alec and Bradley and a couple other folks, and I'm like, I really don't think I'm gonna drink tonight. Like, I don't think I'm gonna oh. drink. I'm on a couple Advil. Like, the headache finally went away. I don't remember what fresh hell cocktail it was, but Alec goes, you know what? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. I'm gonna teach you this cocktail, and I'm like, oh my god! Like the 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 bartender was awesome, making all the recommendations, how he made everything. So, yeah. Alec was an enabler, but that, but, but that, that like anti. I thought the first or the last time. Exactly. I will be an enabler. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, it was, uh, the cocktail was awesome, and like the little, like the headache, like the vitamin C, like the whatever it was, worked great. Like, and I was like really slow for the rest of the day, and it was like I was in Vegas, so even by like eleven o'clock, I wanted to be in bed. I'm like, oh no, you're staying up, you're drinking, you're having a good time. So thank you so much for that. Of course, did you have one of those uh, drink aid things? I gave you one of those, right? Yeah, it was like a five hour right? not. Yeah, and it worked out really yeah. well. And I think yeah. a lot, I think you guys would be getting nothing but praise from people from those. So, yeah, press, it was yeah. totally, totally worth it. Um, we're gonna yeah, those to, are great. To, totally. We're going to be picking up on as far as, you know, it's a new generation coming into the uh, – coming into the company uh, for folks a little bit of a snapshot obviously uh, 20 years now uh, Alec uh, Rubin founder and owner the namesake uh, Alec and Bradley an amazing uh, tumultuous portfolio from both Alan and now your guys uh, on your own lines from Blind Faith I just did the brand new promo for uh, Gatekeeper I'm very thankful that so many people like it it'll be airing within the next episode <laughs> very medieval vibes um, so for picking up on it with things but also as an introduction to yourself Obviously, everyone kind of knows you now as you are that second generation. When it came down to your personal decision, though, at what point did you say, yeah, I'm going to do this? Like, of course, like, Alan owns this company, and it's it's a very family-orientated atmosphere. But, of course, you know, there's right reasons for doing things. At what point did you decide, you know, at what age did you decide, I'm going to do this, this is for me? Uh, in terms of entering the cigar industry or in terms of uh, coming out with my own product? Uh, entering the cigar industry? Because, I mean, one will gradually lead to the other, but in terms of, I guess, yeah. the industry first. So um, I started traveling with my dad probably at the age of 17 to different cigar events. I obviously wasn't able to smoke at the time, and some of the stuff I couldn't go into depending on where or what it was. But um, I started traveling with him at 17, and... Uh, the first thing I went to, I met a, it was a multi-vendor event, met a bunch of other manufacturers, had a great time. Everyone was extremely nice to me and really loved it, really loved being around it. Um, even, you know, backing up a little bit before that, um, my, my, I always loved business and I always, I always would ask my father about business questions. So that was a big thing that also led to me wanting to be in this industry. But when I was probably 10, 11, 12 years old, I sit in the backyard with my father while he would smoke through blends and just kind of like smell it a little bit and be like, oh, that one smells good. I don't like the smell of that one. And that was a ritual kind of a few nights a week uh, after dinner. He would go out and do that. And I'd just sit with him until I had a, had a good bed. But 
I don't think I really knew I wanted to get into the industry until um, I was about 20, 21. Um, I had transferred from the other university I was at down to the University of Miami. And uh, I was working part-time here, um, which, if anyone knows, part-time hours at Alec Bradley are really full-time hours. So I was working, you know, 40, 60 hours a week while going to school. And uh, then as I graduated, it wasn't even a question of, am I going to stay with the company? It was just, I'm already a part of it. So, and I decided actively that, yeah, I want to stay here. I want to do this full time. This is something. It was a conversation that we had, but it was mostly just, uh, it was already fitting together very nicely. So it, it, it was always something I wanted. It's always something I knew I wanted to do, but um, our father pushed us to like, potentially do other things before we came into this and try other things. But it, it just lined up perfectly and it was the right time, right opportunity. And it's, something I love and I've always been passionate about so I was, I was very excited totally. to, to do this. Totally. Yeah. And we, we touched on this a little bit in Bradley's interview so obviously then if you want to say that this is if it's in your DNA um, if it's just if it's family based and everything so you at that point the decision is already made in terms of that now the training would you call it training? Is it just living it and learning as you pick it up? Because you got to you got to figure, blind faith is awesome. Um, I just got a few more today. Um, I'm not selling, or I'm not I'm not going to smoke a, another gatekeeper until after I sell my first custom suit. That's my that's my rule for myself right now. Um, <laughs> sooner the better. Um, which, by the way, I'm going to tell Alan this: if one day I get him in the chair, I'm totally going to style you guys one of these days. Um, that would be awesome. Totally. Are people assuming at this point now, are, are you like Ray in Star Wars? Like, is the Force just endowed into you? How long did it take for you to develop a palette? Did anybody just assume that you just kind of had it there? Um, and plus, so, you, you've got Alan, you've got Ralph Montero, and all these other people around you. How does that develop for you? So, when I was 18, I started smoking cigars, uh, loved it immediately. I mean, the first few, obviously, I was still trying to figure it out, but I pretty much ended up loving it immediately. And from 18, 19, I, would, I was working, not really working, I was hanging out in a, in a cigar shop all day, a local cigar shop by my house, and I would, if I had no money at the time, I would bar back, I would work the register for free, do whatever they needed, because I was there so much, and they would just say, hey, I'm taking off for a couple hours, just don't let the place burn down. <laughs> and they would, yeah. <laughs> They would actually, um, they would wrap cigars out of the humidor for me, unband them, have me smoke them, right down my nose, Jeez. and then they would give me the band later. And I probably went through over, probably over 150 different cigars in that humidor, um, getting to just try different things, and really learning my palate, learning what I liked, what I didn't like, which companies I gravitated toward, maybe ones that weren't for me as much or, and then even if it was a company that I didn't gravitate toward something else that they made I, I ended up liking and so that's how I spent a lot of time building my palette over I'll say a two year span and then um, because I was able to ask my dad and Ralph Montero so many questions about my like things I was facing things I wasn't understanding it, they kind of explained it in a way that guided me in the direction where I needed to be whether something was unbalanced and that's why I was getting a little bit of a harshness back here or um, just 
maybe underfilled, maybe this, maybe that, like uh, under fermented things that allowed me to understand what a good cigar should be. Even if the flavors weren't for me, I understood that it was rolled perfectly. It was um, blended perfectly. And that gave me a better understanding of what a cigar should be. And then learning my palate in terms of what I like was the next step of that. And um, I don't think I felt, I mean, I don't know if I, no, I don't know if I do, but I, um, I don't think I got that first sense of like, uh, okay, maybe I know what I'm doing until one day samples had come in from the factory and Ralph gave me one first off, which usually never happened. And then he asked my opinion and agreed with me. That's when I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I'm starting to get this a little bit. And then from there, it just kept going and going and going. I helped work on projects like uh, Coyol. I'll pick the blend for that. Um, I'll pick the blend for Sanctum and help. I didn't really work on it that much. Um, Mundial was another one I was around for, but it was part of the process. It really did not really help pick that one as much, but that's when I started really getting more into the process of it. And that's when, uh, that's when I felt like after doing Coil and Sanctum and being really a big part of that, it's really when I started trusting my palate a little more. Because one thing that comes along with being a cigar manufacturer is sometimes you don't trust your palate. Sometimes you might think it's off. Sometimes, um, sometimes you might just be having an off day and you need to put it down, stop smoking, start again fresh tomorrow. And knowing when your palate's out of whack and knowing when uh, to step back and know whether it's you or whether it's a cigar is a big part of that. Totally. And like you've mentioned all these brands and that's kind of what initially had attracted me to Alec Bradley. Um, and I, I will identify you guys as a boutique company, FYI. Um, I, 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 think I, threw, I think I threw that into the, uh, the other video interview the other day um, and my reasoning why. But uh, and and when when Bradley had mentioned to me that um, you guys weren't doing Sanctum anymore, I still to this day I will continue to blame him for that because that was one of my favorite cigars, if not my favorite. Um, you should blame his fault. I I do. So God, we're on the same page. Awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when it comes to all these different, you know, there's uh, black market maybe because um, there's how many iterations of black market? There's Prensado uh, for Coil, Post Embargo, one of my favorites. Uh, Mundial, uh, Nikapuro, and then you get Blind Faith, you get, um, and then you get Gatekeeper. Do you think that with you guys at your age, and like my big thing is again, our age, I'm a little bit older than you, um, you're the, you're the big brother, um, but for our age and that, uh, trying to appeal to that younger generation, do you feel that that injects a little bit of that kind of youth overall that maybe a lot of other companies do have their own story to tell? But it's not something that can be really, really told in a story, but it's an extension of you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you know, it's like somebody who, like, your uncle might have, like, a 67 Mustang in the in the garage versus mm-hmm. you have, like, a 2019 Mustang. Does that translate, then, therefore, to the overall vibe of the company, then? I think it does, in ways, just because since Brad and I are younger in terms of some of the manu- other manufacturers out there, that it's going to come through and it's going to shine through a little bit in terms of what we're doing. That's not something we're necessarily aiming for, um, but it is a hope of ours that that does translate. Really what Brad and I are doing right now is just uh, doing things that we like. And because we're on the younger side in terms of manufacturers, uh, 
you know, our youth essentially should be coming through in our in our product a little bit. When it comes to the blending, we're trying to do something different than what Alex Bradley, as you know, as the parent company is doing. Right, because it, uh, it is its own, for folks just to know it, it is its own, like a sub-portfolio. Like, it's your own. Yes. YouTube. It's our own company. We're paying for the production. We own all the trademarks. Um, it's all our own company, and Alex Bradley, the way it's set up, it, like, is the uh, distributor of Alex and Bradley. Right, exactly. But, yeah. So, that is, that, we do hope that shines through, but... We're not trying to do something, you know, geared toward a specific market. We're doing things that we like, that we enjoy, that we think are fun, and that's what we're going with. Because it, it's never about hitting a segment of the market for us. It's about putting out good products that we enjoy, trying to do something a little bit different, and have fun with it. Yeah, and if the side effect happens to be, you know, again, younger, 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 because for all these mm-hmm. for all these cigar media folks, that's I don't really equate myself in the cigar media folks. Like, for more lifestyle... Um, if a lot of my friends, and it's already happened, a lot of my friends might see me smoking something online or they might see it on my Instagram or my Facebook, and if they happen to dig it, then sweet. Like, that's another, because my dad doesn't smoke anymore, my godfather doesn't smoke anymore. Um, you know, that's awesome. If it just happens to be a side effect, even better. And um, yep. and probably, like, you can see, would you say you can kind of see it in the social media then now? Because uh, that's now Bradley's undertaking, so for him to kind of do that, um, is it kind of like the same thing there, like more like the youthful vibe, or is it just kind of it's that lifestyle that still gets translated? Um, I think because Bradley is taking that over, it's coming through there as well. And I think we're probably picking up a little bit of the younger audience, you know, between that 21 and, you know, 30 mark. Mm-hmm. But it's not to say that our core group of consumers is not also supporting us in a big way. Sure, totally. I think there might be a there, there might be a pickup there, but our core group of uh, group of um, consumers are still really heavily following us on social media. Totally, I mean, you know, speaks for itself as far as the results go. Gatekeeper, uh, you guys sold out, right? Yeah, we sold out at uh, at the trade show, which was fantastic. Um, there's been a little bit of delay on the production, but what the uh, we had a pre-production come in and that went out the door, and everything that is on its way in is already pre-sold. And we are, uh, we'll be back ordered even after the full production comes in. Totally. Yeah, man. Results see you themselves. So congratulations on that. Uh, Alec, Thank we're you very take, much. Not a problem, man. We're going to take a quick break really fast. Folks, I've got Alec Rubin of Alec Bradley uh, Cigars as well as Alec and Bradley Cigars. Um, you want to check out any of their reps. Um, I just got my humidor uh, restocked itself. Uh, special love and thank you to uh, the rep, uh, Jonathan Walsh. Uh, Jonathan's an awesome guy. Hung out with him for a little while. Um, Got medalists in there, got some sanctums in there, the whole nine yards, so thank you again to Jonathan. Folks, we'll be right back with Style of Zephyr and Style of Zephyr HD right after this. From Alec and Bradley Cigars comes the second chapter of the second generation of tobacconists. Alec and Bradley Rubin feature the collaboration with industry legend Ernesto Perez Carillo with the new epic, Gatekeeper. Nicaraguan, Ecuadorian, and Dominican tobaccos perfectly aged in four different sizes. Protect the family. Protect the tradition. AlecandBradley.com Proudly paired with Style Zephyr to be true to you.
Are you looking for a vintage flair for your home, closet, wardrobe, or even toy collection or jewelry box? Come home to great value at Affordable Antiques and More. With 25 years experience, the award-winning store boasts 11,000 square feet of vintage furnishings, DIY, and wedding supplies. Find them on Facebook and Instagram with affordable shipping available. Call today at 630-505-1463 or stop by at 1508 North Naper Boulevard in Naperville. Don't forget to say hello to Shaggy. Affordable antiques and more, proudly paired with Style Zephyr to be true to you. Welcome back, folks, to Style Zephyr and Style Zephyr HD. Thank you so much for keeping up with us here. Uh, thank you once again. I've got Alec Rubin of Alec Bradley and Alec Bradley Cigars Company. Alec, thank you once again for your time and being on board the Zephyr with me today. Well, I really didn't want to be here, but since you asked, you know, I'll do it. If there's, <laughs> if there's nothing else that I admire about you and your fine taste in cigars, it's your stupid fucking honesty. I will appreciate that for you, too. <laughs> I was not being honest. I was just being a smart ass. So. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Well... Yeah. We're not as much friends as we were. I will, I will, you know, <laughs> if you recommend another cocktail for me, and I'm going to be like, what? Like, I'll spit a little, it'll be like, family guy, Brian, wait. Spits in his face. No, that would be mean. Fine. All right. Let's promote some more cigar stuff, shall we? Good times. We shall. Oh, man, I need some more booze. Um, so, cool. With the, just as like a snapshot, because, again, this is... Um, Again, not being really cigar media, but more as like a snapshot to the general, um, maybe, uh, you know, entry cigar smoker and everything else, um, but also coming off with the success of Gatekeeper, um, an incredible uh, collaboration with you guys with uh, Ernesto Carrillo, coming off his uh, cigar awards and accolades and everything else. The actual work that goes into a cigar, I don't think enough people, especially younger folks is you know in experience level they're not going to really understand that so like, as a snapshot the idea of a cigar from concept to completion and even you know from aging and fermenting and so on like, and we're talking tip of the iceberg about how long would you say it goes into it and how much work goes into it um minimum from you know concept to releasing the product minimum six months that's I actually just had a conversation with my father talking about timelines and stuff like that and the consensus on it was six months. I mean, I'm sure there's been people that have brought product to market sooner, but for us, that's about the time frame it takes. And the amount of work that goes into it uh, really just depends on that specific project because there were some cigars that Alex Bradley took over five years to come out with and then some that we've been able to knock out in you know six to eight months. And it really just depends on the project. If you have the, if you already have a blend in mind, if you already have artwork in mind, a name in mind, it all it all depends on that. Um, Bradley and I are working on our third project right now, and um, that is just uh, it's just a concept at the moment. We had a meeting with our graphic designers the other day. We narrowed it down to a few blends that we're already liking, but even from there, of the time of let's say we pick a blend, um, the graphic designer gets started on the artwork minimum six months and we've been smoking blends for you know we're constantly smoking blends so we've already been looking for a new blend for four or five months and we're still not even sure on that at the moment we have two or three that we like that we really like but i guess the artwork and the blend will dictate what we decide to do 
So it's, it's a, it could be a very long process, very like daunting process, depending on where you are in it, because sometimes things just don't go your way and you have to start all over again, which has happened to us. But it's, it's also fun once you get, to, it's really fun once you get to the finish line. Totally. I mean, you know, with blind faith, you know, the guy in the suit, uh, kudos to Alan on the brown tie. I almost, honest to God, if it wasn't for my custom jacket that I had worn, I was actually planning on another made-to-measure jacket and a brown tie at IPCPR on the first day just so I could try to win some brownie points with you guys. I'm so glad I did. <laughs> no offense. I'm not being a smartass, I'm being honest. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, Blind Faith, uh, plus on the bands, like the bands with like the hologram on them and everything, that was super cool. Like, that was not something that you ever see anywhere. And even... Um, at my at my cigar lounge, like the you know the cabinets are all up against the the wall, so even if you stood in one spot, you can see everything. So beautiful reds, you know, a lot of black, you know, uh, medallions of all kinds. But to see like that kind of reflective coating, and then what I had no idea uh, for folks who might check out Gatekeeper, I had no idea what that was. And then when Brad mentioned and described to me what it was, I was like, oh my god, that is the most metal thing I've heard in a long time. I was so excited to, to think of the idea of uh, with the male Medusa and then just mm-hmm. holding it like a Metallica concert, like an Ozzy concert. That I've yeah. got a couple ideas that'll kind of be a nod for Alan. Uh, I want to do something for Magic Toast eventually also. Uh, again, congratulations on those guys. Again, that was just kind of like a snapshot in terms of that. Um, and again, selling mm-hmm. out as well uh, on that first run, so uh, with pre-production and everything, you don't want to compromise quality for the sake of that demand-wise, because that's when bad things can happen. Yeah, and they have, and it's happened to a lot of companies, including us, so that's something that we always strive for, to make sure that when we're releasing a product, that everything is exactly how it should be, and we're never going to compromise um, on the product to make sure that we hit the sales, the backwards, and all that stuff. Totally. Because you, you probably figured the bar for you guys is pretty high. Like, Blind Faith was awesome, Gatekeeper being pretty awesome. You know, whatever your third iterate, just don't go Star Wars on it. You know, not too much too soon, and then it sucks and everything else. So, um, And then, like we talked at the convention, you know, you're not a reboot, so you don't suck. So, let's, it's, all about, it's all about consistency. Cool. Um, yeah. So you mentioned traveling on the road with your dad, and then... Even for right now, with you guys promoting your own lines, your own uh, blends, and everything that might come up, so far with bef- you know from learning it now to pushing your own cigars, what have been some of your favorite memories from just promoting things on the road and traveling? Um, it's probably not even the good things, things that happen that stick out to me that I enjoy later. It's probably the you know the worst, you know, bad. When bad things happen, it makes for a great memory later. So from, you know, people falling asleep at my event, there's one guy that, yeah. No, it's not people. It's one guy has fallen asleep at two of my events. But then, but then I learned he falls, he falls asleep at the cigar lounge every night. It wasn't just, it wasn't just me. But I didn't know that up front. I mean, just, and then, you know, getting potentially chewed out by retailers, stuff like that. All that happens or... You know, even by consumers at times, things happen all the time that are, and they're going to happen. And it, it just makes for, you know, funny times to look back at and things that have happened throughout my career. And it's, it's, it's it makes it a lot of fun because it, it's kind of just another scar that you have throughout, <laughs> uh, the, the, yeah, the, throughout the cigar industry. And everyone has those stories. If you work in the, uh, and on the manufacturing side, even with, you know, 
the territory management and all that. They all have those, those battle wounds that they have, and it makes for good stories when we all get together. So totally. it, it, makes, it makes it fun. Nice. Um, yeah, if there's ever an opportunity, even for Vegas again, hopefully there'll be some times, you know, if we're going to chill out, have some drinks, make some mistakes or what have you. Um, problem with yeah. me is that I've been, uh, my involvement being so deep in the paintball industry as many, for as many years as I was, and when you get sponsored, you can't act like a dick sometimes, like, as much as you really want to, so now it's like, oh, wow, like, I'm repping these guys, and they make cigars that I really like, and I really want them to like me, so I can't do stupid shit, so, um... You know. that's, how, that's how I feel too, but we still do stupid shit. It just <laughs> well, I think uh, I didn't. I didn't quite get his reaction yet, but um, I had those custom. Um, I should have one over here. Actually, I had those custom patches made for you guys. Mm -hmm. um, There's two on my desk. Nice. Yeah, I uh, I couldn't help but um, I didn't actually know. There it is. It's under my lighter. I didn't actually know about you guys and your history yet, as far as in the paintball industry. And then when Alan kind of like told me about it i was like oh my god man like your stock with me just like went through the roof so um still wearing these i had my jersey hanging up but uh either on my pack or on my harness so good time so even in paintball you can uh one the next time i ever get a, a most valuable player award you're gonna see me with the pennant i'm gonna probably have a ma a freak you know like a max on there so we'll at least get the, yeah we'll at least get the reference so not to worry i'm gonna so have you to, do, yeah I'm gonna have to call. Oh, yeah, you know, you know the reference behind the Mac size is like. It was the size, right? It went with the uh, mm -hmm. from the freak barrel. It was a freak barrel that um, when they still made on the shocker. Yeah. Had on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we still have our barrel kit. My brother uses it because it's cocker threaded. So my brother, if he still uses it, uh, we still have our smart parts SP1. I have an old ion because uh, you have I let me do a college team, so I used it for that. But no, we still use it. They're, they work really good, but um, I about had a nerdgasm when he told me about that. I'm like, oh my god, like, besides besides us both having these terrible, like, you know, knee issue stories we can share with each other and bond over something that weird, there's paintball, so good times. Yeah. So we got a tradition. I touched on it a little bit well, with you guys, uh, a little bit with yourself, too. So for those who grew up, and again, you're a couple years younger than me, but I'm, I'm sure you still remember... Celebrity Deathmatch was this really, it was like the pre-robot chicken of the 90s, and it was the Claymation yeah. wrestlers. And the Cla they, yeah, the Claymation. Yeah, anything went, it was kind of fucked up. It was like older Ren and Stimpy uh, episodes mm -hmm. of that cartoon. So there is a score so far. Uh, I've got two of you guys in there. I did confide in you the score right now. So whether it's a matter of your age, whether it's a matter of, you know, if you need to go to a dark place. So there's a celebrity death match. I'm going to mix it up for Bradley's sake. It's Bradley versus Alec. Who wins? Oh, I win hands down. No doubt about now, it. Is it, is, it your, is it your wrestling move prowess? Is it like tables, letters, and chairs? or <laughs> uh, All of the above. Um, I never wrestled in high school, but... I had friends that did, so they would always practice on me, so I always learned how, I always, and I was usually always bigger than them, so I learned how to use my body weight against them, okay. and I don't think Bradley ever really, had, you know, wrestled or fought or much like that, so, uh, and I, I got into a ton of fights as a kid, constantly, losing, winning, whatever it was, didn't matter, I still got my ass kicked most of the time, but okay. purely for that, re purely for that reason, I, I think that I would win that one. All right. Yeah, one of these days, because you can get almost anything on Fiverr nowadays, we're going to have to do, like, an animation of it. We'll have, like, a little TV show made of it. That'd be kind of weird, but it'd be funny as hell, too. But, uh, all right, well, technically speaking, you're in the lead. 
Uh, it's not by much, and I still have a few guys from you guys to interview, so anything can happen, man, all right? I'm just saying this could turn into a lumberjack match anytime. Um, so really quick, because we're going to be winding this down, I'm um, going to do a quick little, because uh, this is about style, so quick little thing for you in terms of uh, what you like and so on, and uh, just naming off a few words, and you're going to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind, all right? Mm-hmm. It should be a little bit easier because we had a refresher on it. Shoes. Um, I wear Ferragamos and Allen Edmonds only now just because I have super wide feet and they make wide shoes. Car. Um, that's, a, that's a hard one. I, I like old American classics and newer imports. Watch. Um... Wow, uh, I'm wearing an Omega right now, Speed Master, 30 years old, and I absolutely love it. Cologne. Tom Ford. I'm actually quite impressed. Actually, Oud Mineral, I've been asking for it for Christmas for about two years. I still haven't gotten it, so time will tell. It's good. Fa- well, this is a little bit flimsy, but uh, favorite custom clothier? There's not yet a rant. There's so, there's so many. <laughs> there's, there's not yet a there's, I'm not, gonna, there's not yet a, a correct you, answer for this. Not you. Um, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, I, uh, first, I'm gonna pass on that one. All right, all right. Uh, favorite vacation spot? Probably Manhattan. Hmm. Deep dish or thin crust? Bankrupt. Fucking A, yes, you're still my favorite. Okay, I might have to change my vote on the celebrity death match if I had one. <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly, but not leastly, to make it weird enough, uh, Cubs or Sox? Not a baseball guy. Smart answer. Alec, you're awesome, man. Um, I'm so glad that we all clicked at IPCPR. I'm so glad we finally got to hang out. Um, I'm glad that you guys gave me the chance to uh, work for you and promote you and everything else under the sun. Uh, congratulations on everything else. Um, what else is there that you can tell us or say to folks or anything else going on in your life? Um, mostly work. I'll be on the road throughout the U.S. mostly over the you know the next five, six months. You'll see me out there a lot. Um, working on a new project right now with Bradley. Actually, probably two projects that we're working on together right now as well as a new Alex Bradley project. Um, most of those will be launching in 2020. Gatekeeper is coming out in the next couple of weeks. We'll be launching fully in the next couple of weeks. In the next couple of weeks, so if uh, you haven't tried Blind Fate and uh, you're thinking about potentially picking up Gatekeeper, give them a try. I think you'll enjoy them. Absolutely. Um, thank you to you. Thank you to Brad. Thank you to John. Thank you to Alan. Uh, everybody at the whole crew, all the sales reps, enormous shout out to all you guys. It's awesome meeting you. You guys are all world warriors, and I'm appreciative that I know you. Uh, we're a lot of us are connected on uh, Facebook now. Uh, once again, Jonathan Walsh, thank you guys so much. Um, thank you for restocking and re-inventorying my humidor. I am immensely thankful to you. Got a phenomenal deal on it. Support local businesses and support local entrepreneurs. Um, Alec, until next time, thank you so much for your time and all the best to you guys. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. Not a problem. Guys, styleisepper.com, styleisepperhd. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, stay styled and remember to live true.